Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. There was a certain drought affecting a certain community which seemed to be unending. Crops were withering away, animals dying, children were becoming thinner. Bad thing, sounds like places in Africa. The community farmers were in a dilemma as to what to do because rain was essential to help crops grow and keep the people alive and healthy. As the drought became more serious, a man of God showed up and suggested the community turn to pray. The whole community all gathered in the church to pray for the need, for the needed rain. And they were all greeted by the pastor as he brought his message. The pastor walked in and he looked at the people at the start of the session and noticed that people were talking and people were socializing with each other. He scanned the crowd before he started his message and he asked, who of you have faith that it is gonna rain. Everybody said, we have faith. He repeated it again. A few times the pastor said, how many of you believe that it's gonna rain? Again, all the people said, we have faith, pastor, we believe. Then he looked at them in this curious way and he said, well, then where is your umbrella. Amen. You better get ready for the Word of God. You better get ready for blessing. You better get ready for increase. You better get ready for God to turn things around in your life. You better get ready for your drought to be broken. You better get ready for that baby to come. You better get ready for your business to expand. You better get ready for your church to excel and to increase in Jesus' Name. Say Amen. Things are gonna get better in your life, in your marriage, in your finances, in your emotions. Things are gonna get better. I'm talking to your future this morning. So 1 Kings 18 verse 1, the Bible says, It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year after a a, a prolonged drought. And he said, Go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Somebody say this morning, please, it is going to rain. Uh, you, you need to write that on your wall, amen. You need to write the blessing and stop talking about the negatives. God gives a promise. So God has given us a promise for 2023 that it will be a year of supernatural acceleration. By the power of God, things are going to change. Verse 41, Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain, South Africa. And Ahab went up to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. He received a promise, he prophesied the promise, and then he prayed until 
He saw the first drop of rain. And I want to say to you this morning that it's going to take one drop of God's favour to change everything in your life. One touch of God's supernatural blessing and everything is going to come alive. I tell you what, I don't care how long things have been dead, dry, Aaron's rot, rot may not have budded for generations, but you bring that rot into the presence of God, it is going to bloom again. It is going to live again. In the name of Jesus, shout Amen. Come on, dead things are going to come alive. So Elijah prays and he says to his servant, seven times go and look. Uh, are the lights on? Is, come, um, is corruption fading? Um, you know, people say politics and, and, and religion and politics should be separated. No, we're going to get very deeply involved in politics because everything affects us. So I'm not going to go on a tangent this morning, but please, this nonsense they're putting in Parliament to say that um, I'm interrupting myself now because it's important. You have to know about this. Um, that they say they are going to take the terminology boys and girls out of school. Not on our watch. It's not happening where they are going to confuse our children with their agenda and where they will now say there will be unisex toilets and they will have somebody to, to make sure. I'm sorry, we have greater problems than your woke agenda. We have challenges of poverty, of crime, and you are not going to rob our children of their identity. We will tell our little boys you're a boy and we will tell our little girls you're a girl, okay? And if, if you are gay orientated, I respect that. Lesbian orientated, I respect that. But I'll tell you something, the, the, the rest of the agenda is absolute nonsense and we will never support it in Jesus' name. Time for the Christian church to stand up and say, we will raise our sons and our daughters in the ways of God. Because how will you protect a little girl if you cannot say she's a little girl? She'll be open for exploitation. So we will not support the Minister of Education and I say this because we have maybe a million people watch this program live and after the businessman's breakfast, or business breakfast, not businessmen's breakfast, a business person's breakfast, a lady high up in education came. She said, Pastor, I heard you and I'm going to help you. We are going to fight this. We will not allow this to take place in South Africa. Okay, what they do in Canada is their problem. I mean, the biggest nonsense in the world that you cannot... Look at somebody and say, this is a male or this is a female. Do you know where they're going with this? To make the Bible hate speech. So that you cannot preach on marriage. God created male and female. So I'm not criticizing anybody. You're struggling with orientation. I respect you. I'll help you, love you, walk you as you are where you are. But the rest is nonsense. There cannot be like a hundred identifications. You cannot decide today, I identify with being a woman and you're actually a man in biology and now you compete as a woman. That's the greatest violation of women's rights ever. So women, you better be vocal about this and you better talk up against this because it's from the pits of hell, okay? Okay, back to the word. Now I'm going to be nailed for that, but that's fine. Jesus was nailed to a cross as well, okay, for truth. Because no pastor says anything. They just want to preach little messages that changes nothing. So Elijah goes and he prays. He does the possible. 
He receives a promise. He then prophesies the promise. Listen very clearly. There is life and death in the power of your mouth. What you say about your future matters. And you better begin to realize that what you say about your children, what you say about your business, what you say about yourself matters. You have to prophesy the promise and not declare the problem. You have to put the Word of God in your mouth when you receive a promise. You have to make up your mind that you will believe the promise and then proclaim the promise or prophesy and then pray the promise until even when there's no hope. That's what Elijah did. He prayed and he prayed again and he prayed again and he prayed again. And that's what we're going to do in South Africa. We are going to pray and we're going to pray more because we have a promise from God that things are going to be better in this country. And we are going to prophesy. That's what I'm doing. Speak to the future of South Africa. Engage with the powers, PPP, that be. And then we are going to pray until we see the first prop of rain. Okay, drop of rain. Okay. But I tell you, the drops are coming. And you better look for the drops. You need to begin to look for the signs of blessing. You need to begin to focus on signs of change. You need to begin to focus on things that are going to be changing in your life in Jesus' name. Maybe you've just slept for four hours. Now you sleep for six hours. That means things are busy changing. Things are getting better in Jesus' name. Amen. So, then the servant comes back. Eventually he says, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah says, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Hallelujah. Your chariot is your business. Your chariot is your career. Your chariot is that baby's room that you are believing God, there will be a baby. Get ready for the reign of God. Get ready for the blessing of God. Get ready for drops of favour. Get ready for a deluge that will come from heaven. Get ready for showers of blessing in Jesus' name. I I don't care how bad things seem in the natural. I don't care how impossible things seem. I don't care how long your delays has been. I want to tell you that in a moment, God can change anything. So I refuse to go through life as a cynic, as a skeptic. I go through life believing all things are possible with God. All things are possible if you can believe. My future is better than my past. No matter how bad things may seem, when the enemy comes in like the flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up and stand it against him. Shout amen in Jesus' name if you believe it. So you've got to get ready, 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 ready. You've got to get your umbrellas open. Your umbrella of expectation. I'll tell you something, when it rains, I'll have this umbrella ready until the rain falls. When the rain falls, I'm going to stand like this so all that blessing can fall on me. Amen. And things are going to grow and things are going to flourish in my life. But I'm going to have this umbrella of expectation. I'm going to wait for the rain of God. And when the first drop comes, I'm going to say it's raining. The rain is here. The blessing is here. Look what the Lord has done. Things are about to change in my life then I'm not going to throw my expectation away. I'm going to run 
as I am today, I'm going to run with the hand of God. I'm going to be so busy because God's blessing is going to manifest everywhere. On your left, on your right, in your front, behind you. God's blessings is going to come upon you and His blessings will overtake you. He will promote you. He will lift you up. He will favour you. And I declare it today. You will not go down, my brother. You are going up. You are not going to sink. You are a survivor. No, you are a thriver. You are going to be the head and not the tail. You will be the top dog. What people said cannot be done, you will do. Not by might nor by power, but by the hand of God. Because that's what God said. So you better get ready. This building I call too small. Our building in Johannesburg I call too small. Our building in Bloomington I call too small. I see masses and masses and masses and masses. Showers of blessing, revival. So begin to prophesy to your bank balance. Prophesy to your customer list. Prophesy to your client list. Prophesy to your children. That rebellious shell. Stop naming it as it is and say what God says. Because we are called to be like God, to call things that be not as though they were. We are called to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we're not going to sit and wait for things to happen. We have a promise. We have the power. We have the Holy Ghost. We have protection. We have the, the Word of God in our mouths. So let's get busy, church. Let's get busy. Let's stop sitting in neutral gear. And let's raise our level of expectation. That means go get your umbrella. Open your umbrella of expectation. Amen. So the king writes, the hand of God comes upon Elijah and he outruns the chariot, which is supernatural. I mean, it's not just Saint Baldus, it's Elijah with a bishop's robe on. And he pulls up his dress or his robe and he outruns the chariot. But the Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon him. And I'll tell you something, when the hand of God comes upon you, your mind is going to change, your insight is going to change, wisdom is going to change, your faith is going to change, your expectation, your courage, your strength, everything is going to change. That's why I say to you all, again and again and again you have to press into God because when God's hand comes upon you everything is going to change are you listening to me this morning you better get ready because God's going to touch you when you don't want to be touched the blessing is going to come and it's not just going to fall on the building it's going to fall on people when they drive past the building it's going to fall on people when they go to macro down the road the showers of God is going to fall everywhere the blessing of God is going to fall everywhere. I heard somebody talk about repentance the other day as if repentance is our act. No, the Bible says the goodness of God shall lead you to repentance. You are going to experience the goodness of God and you will not be able to help yourself but love God and serve God. Shout Amen. Come and if you love Him, give Him a praise there in television land as well. So in another incident in 2 Kings 7, where there was also a drought, and Elisha prophesies and he says, tomorrow, which symbolizes a new season, about this time, <laughs> a sea of fine flowers shall be sold for a shekel. So gas will come down, petrol, whatever. 
So tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. Two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And an officer on whose the hand of the king leaned, answered the man of God, Mr. Cynical know-it-all, and said, look, I've heard this before, pastor. If the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you will see it, but you will not eat it. So you make up your mind. You go through life as a skeptic, a cynic, or you go through life as a believer. Cannot be both. Cannot one day prophesy positive things and the next day speak negative things. Bible says sweet and bitter water cannot flow from the same brook. Blessing and cursing cannot come from the same mouth. So you have to position yourself in the promise of God and make up your mind that 2023 will be your year of supernatural acceleration. Come hell or high water. No matter where you are, no matter what you are facing, you have to make up your mind what you believe. You have to choose to believe with God in the equation, nothing is impossible. You have to choose to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. So my message again, open your umbrellas, the rain is coming. Raise your level of expectation because your expectation is God's invitation card in your life. You can't just face the new year and I know people are tired now, I'll talk about that now. But it's not the time just to say, I need a break, I need a break. No, you need, you need faith. You need to, to get a hold of what God promises you. We have to get a hold of what God says for us in South Africa that 2024 with the elections will be a critical year where those who come into power will govern this country righteously for the benefit of all our people. We are not just gonna be praying silent Christians. We are gonna pray and we are gonna do our part and we will bring change to this country for the betterment of all the people. So every person in South Africa can have a job. Amen. I said, so every person in South Africa can actually have a job. So poverty will be eradicated. We, and and uh, government policy is not going to do it. We need a supernatural intervention. We need a new breed of politician. And it might just be you watching me on one gospel today that God is raising up and, and, and you're afraid, you are hiding. It's time for the righteous to stand up in this country. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up, to be the light, to be the salt, to be the world changes in Jesus' name. He never called us to sit in a corner somewhere and to shut up. He never called us to roll over and to be intimidated by powers of darkness. So you say, you're not gonna tell me to tell my little grandson, he's not a boy. I'll call him a boy and I'll teach him he's a little boy, and I'll teach my granddaughters, you are little girls, you are beautiful, that's how God made me. Don't come with your nonsense and say biology does not determine who you are. And I'll say it again, and people don't like me saying it, but it's true. 
I'm not anti-gay. I'm not anti-lesbian at all. Because then I have to be anti the adulterer, anti the fornicator, anti the murderer, anti the thief, anti the liar, anti the gluttoner or glutton. I'm anti nothing. But one thing I will not allow is for people to rob the next generation of their identity. Because if they don't know who they are, they will never know what they can do. And young people are grappling in any case with identity. We don't need foolishness from this government to confuse them more. We will oppose it vehemently. Do your job as a Christian in politics. Stop taking your money from Canada. to promote their agenda in Africa, which have much greater challenges. So you wanna talk about human rights, it's the right for people to have a house. It's the right for people to have a job. It's the right for people to have water. It's the right for people to have electricity. Those are our issues, not the wokeness that is coming from Canada. Oh, some of you are shocked that a pastor talks like this. Already you may not discipline your child. That's anti-Bible. Not saying abuse your child, but the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Don't leave a mark on him. But why do you think God gave you your bum? There's a divine connection between a bum and a mind. We're not bowing, too many people bow to this COVID foolishness. We will not bow to the agendas that are being hastened after this COVID lockdown. Because COVID muzzled people and COVID forced people to be silent. Now Christians just are silent. Your grandchildren will pay the price. No little boy is going to pee in the toilet where my granddaughter is. And then some man must stand there and make sure it's secure. Near donkey. So 2023 is going to be a year of supernatural acceleration. And there's going to be a lot of change in many arenas. Hear me very clearly. I use my platform intentionally because it's a big platform. I influence millions of people every week. Factually, we're not a little church that just, I like you, you like me, bless me, bless you, little white subculture. That's not who we are. We are to impact our world and change our world. That means there's going to be a lot of conflict and there's going to be a lot of confrontation. And if that's not your cup of tea, then go to the kind of Christianity that all they do is read the latest little Bible literature and sup, sup a latte and a sip a latte and just once and again go and visit a church and just talk about themselves. It's not what we need. That kind of Christianity has changed nothing in South Africa. And I pray to God that every pastor will begin to wake up and become relevant in the pulpit to address the issues of the day that we face as a nation. Because while we play our religious games, things are changing rapidly around us. So 
So it is going to be a year of supernatural acceleration where God is going to release divine favor in the political arena as well. God's just waiting for the right person, I'm telling you. I'm engaging people and some of them that I think should be running are not putting their hands up yet. Supernatural increase is going to come. Divine connections, open doors. You better get ready for it. Because when God blesses you, it may stop, start with a drop. But if you get stuck at one drop, that's all you're going to have. So maybe the drop is the billion you made. God's got many more billions for you to make so you can alleviate poverty in the country. Maybe the one drop is the promotion you got. That's just the start of God's blessing because God never blesses you just once. God blesses you and He takes you from glory to glory. So there's much more coming your way and you have to get ready for it and not be a camper and all your life live with a an umbrella of expectation. So if you summit one mountain, pray about the next mountain. When you conquer that mountain, pray about the next mountain. When you're 85 years old, you better be like a Joshua and you say, as my strength was for war when I was 45 years old, so my strength still is for war. I'm not ready to retire, to roll over, to take my ease. I'm ready to do great things for God. Come on, God's just looking for some businessman that will be kingdom businessman, some businesswoman that will rise up and that will stand for a cause bigger than themselves, then God will take your place as you could never take yourself. Because one drop of God's favour will change everything in your life. Shout Amen if you believe it. So I'm 60, I don't know why people don't bring their kids to church and then when they have teenagers, they're rebellious. I don't get it. Those little ones need to be touched by the presence of God in Sunday school. They shouldn't be sleeping in, in, in a bed while you're watching TV, drinking your cappuccino. You're robbing your children of the presence of God. You're robbing them. Please. I brought, raised my children in the ways of God. They came to church every half night prayer meeting, never skipped a Sunday. Angelique was baptized in the Holy Ghost when she was two years old, laughed for five hours. Two years old, baptized in the Holy Ghost. People say, you did a great job. No, the only thing I did was I got them into God's presence. They would fall asleep in the pew while we pray. Carried them into church. Got them in love with the presence of God. Because that's something they catch. So I talk to people all the time, they have problems with their kids, but they don't bring their kids to church. No commitment. You know, when, when, when you're going to see God move, you better be a God chaser, a God pursuer, a God lover, not a God visitor. I mean, don't you want generational blessings? I look at little MJ jumping up and down here. I almost want to cry because I thank God. I ask God for my bloodline. I want to see them all save God, serve God. I want to see them all in love with Jesus. I want to see my grandkids in love with Jesus. 
I want to see their children not even born in love with Jesus. I want to see them have a future in South Africa. I'm not going to be one of those sideline Christians with an opinion. I want to be in the local church, part of the local church. I want to raise my children in the house of God. I want to be a difference maker in the house of God. I want to be the church that Jesus calls me to be. Come on, in Jesus' name. You may be sitting in church here now and your rebellious teenager will have an encounter with God in the youth service and that child will change by the power of God and all your problems disappear because you do the responsible thing. You bring your child into the presence of God. You cannot afford to keep your children out of the house of God. Parents, with all the year at school, with all the agendas at school, you have to get your children in the house of God. Not one week you stay at home with the children and the next week, your husband stays at home with the children. You are robbing your children of their spiritual inheritance. I know it's firm what I say, but you need to hear me. You bring Johnny, it's not an option. You bring those three kids, you put them in the pram as Narita and I did three in three years. And we got them to church every Sunday. Didn't ask them, do you feel like going to church when they were teenagers? What child tells the parent in any case? Then the parent is the child and the child is the parent. Amen. Je weet, hulle sê nie Afrikaans. Ek weet nie hoe het Engels te vertaal nie, want ek praat nou te veel Engels af al. Hulle sê nie Afrikaans, het gaan so goed met jou soos het met jou slechtste kind gaan. Nee. As a parent, it, it goes as well it goes as well with you my, my, I must use my words very carefully once I, I made a statement like he was like a bull in a china shop and somebody left the church I didn't know you were a racist I didn't even know what I was saying so we can't do certain things anymore I can't say but hope slimbius Stop being wise in your own eyes. You want God's reign, then pursue God's reign. You want, you want God, then you have to chase Him. Not go ride your bicycle. You get yourself in church. Ride your bicycle at 5 o'clock, 8.30 you in church. Not my parents are here. Bring your parents with you to church. Not I had a busy weekend. Then sleep yesterday and be in church today. You make God a priority. You want God's blessing. You make God a priority. You pursue God. You become a God chaser. Listen, this is not a law. This is the way we serve God. There's no other way. There's no other way. People go on social media and they follow everybody. And those people don't even have substance. Unbelievable. So get planted somewhere and when God begins to move, it's going to be a shower, not a trickle. For those who pursue Him. Psalm 65 verse 9, the Bible says, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. Ezekiel 47. And everything that's touched by that river shall live. You provide the grain for so you have prepared it. 
You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Hallelujah. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shall shout for joy. They will sing. That means the barren areas are going to be places of fruitfulness and places of increase. You have to stop weeping. Weeping endures for a moment, the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning. You have to uh, count your losses, cut your losses, and make up your mind that God is going to restore double, that God is going to bless you, because that is the promise of God. You have to make up your mind to believe that the season of drought is over in your life. You have to believe it. You have to declare it. You have to pray it and not listen to every other naysayer in your life in Jesus' Name. You respond, not like the officer on whom the king leaned. Psalm 72 verse 6, the Bible says, He shall come down like rain, that is God, His presence, upon the grass before the mowing, like showers that water the earth. In His days, the righteous shall flourish. An abundance of peace until the moon is no more. That means until there's a new heaven and earth, God says, I'm going to shower blessing upon you and you are going to flourish in Jesus' Name. The drought is over. Listen, I prophesy it. I declare it. The drought is over. Say it this morning. The drought is over. Say it this morning, the drought is over. Say it this morning, the drought is over. Come on, open your umbrella of expectation. Raise your level of anticipation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge God and He shall direct your paths. I don't care how impossible things may seem, the drought is over, God said, It is going to rain. You better get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to rain. You better get ready, 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 ready. Because the presence of God will change everything. Because the presence of God brings life, brings growth to to the barren, produces fruit in the unfruitful. The presence of God. Come on, one touch. And everything is going to change. God bless you. I love you on the TV. Get yourself to church. God bless you. Amen. Give the Lord a praise, everybody. Hallelujah. So Zechariah 10 verse 1, the Bible says, Ask the Lord for rain. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what you truly believe is critical to what you will see in your life. Because God's able to do according to your expectation or limitation. So when, when, when Elisha talks to that widow who's poor, he says, go borrow empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And she poured the oil until the last vessel, vessel was filled. What determined the extent of her miracle or increase or blessing? Her 
expectation. She had one little jar. The prophet said, God wants to bless you. Now gather empty vessels. You have to make room for God, my brother and my sister. Let's put the past behind us. Make room for the future. Make room for God's supernatural acceleration in your life. Go into your business and speak to your business. Speak to your business books. Speak to your future. Call things that be not as though they were. You have the power of God in you. The creative force of God in your mouth. You have to speak blessing. You have to speak to those dry bones. You have to call things that be not as though they were. And you have to agree with what God says about your future. He says, ask the Lord for rain in the time of latter rain. Ask Him. So what am I doing? Lord, my name is Jabez. It's not. But I say, Jabez, I see myself in the Bible. I say, Lord, bless me. Bless me more. Enlarge my territory. Put your hand on me, God. Give me more favor, God. Increase me my territory. Give me lands. Give me territory. Give me buildings. Give me property so I can increase your kingdom. Lord, bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me with your favor. Bless me with your grace. Bless me with your wisdom. Bless me with your power. Bless me, God. Bless me. We're going to talk about that blessing next week. Bless me, God, because we have already been blessed. We have to walk in the power of that blessing. So let's change our outlook from looking at the poverty, the drought in our personal lives, and let's begin to hear the Word of the Lord that says it is going to rain. 2023 is going to be a year of supernatural acceleration for you in your life. 2023 is going to be a year of God's divine favour. And when there is one drop of God's favour, that's all it takes. Just make sure that drop falls on your head. Amen. Be quick to, if there's a, if there's a blessing, be quick to be first to put your head. Be quick, be quick. Don't be a straggler. Don't be one of those that drag your feet. You better get hungry. Come to church with expectation. Wake up in the morning with expectation. Something good is going to happen, Father. I know it may not be today and you pray nothing happens. You don't quit. Tomorrow you go to work, you say, something good is going to happen. I'm going to get an offer. I'm going to get an increase. I'm going to get favor in Jesus' name. A week later, nothing happens. You wake up again and you say something good is going to happen. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Something is going to happen. In the name of Jesus, I'm not going to be a cynic. I'm not going to be a naysayer. I'm not going to be a giver-upper. I'm not going to be a quitter. I'm not going to be a camper. God has given me a promise and I'm ready. I'm ready. Every day, you need to be ready for something to happen. Like animals just before the rain, they smell it and they wait. And we've seen the Bible says, God says He will crown His year with His goodness. I pray that over every one of you, that God will crown you with His goodness, with His favour and with His mercy and with His blessing. I pray that God will bless you in your sorrow. I pray that God will turn your mourning into dancing. I pray that God will break your captivity. I pray that God will lift that burden of depression off of your life. I pray that God will put fresh wind in your sails and that you will have faith to believe God for great and mighty things. 
that God is able to do because you are highly favoured and you are blessed of God. You are chosen by God. You are appointed by God to go and bear much fruit in Jesus' Name. So come on, all the highly favoured of God, stand to your feet and give Him a praise. While I make my way to Johannesburg, I love you. Come on, give Him a praise. Praise Him with expectation. Praise Him with anticipation. Praise Him because God is good and His mercy endures forever. Come on, open your umbrella today. Open your umbrella today. Open your umbrella today. Open your umbrella today. In Jesus' Name, Hallelujah. Come on, as our pastor spoke this morning, the Holy Spirit fell in this building and there's a rain that are pouring upon your rain on your heart this morning. That as every head is bowed and every eye closed, some believers praying. Maybe you're standing in this place this morning and have yet to be honest. You do not know if you know that you have a relationship with God. But those of us that know will say to you that we know that we know. But maybe you're not sure this morning. Maybe you used to serve Him and for whatever reasons, you've drifted away. Things has happened in your life and for that reasons, you've maybe stepped back. You disappeared for a moment, but God is stretching forth His hands to you this morning. And He's saying that He loves you more than you can ever imagine. You could have admitted the most sin yesterday, but there's no sin that can separate you from the love of God. And this morning, God is reaching out to you. There's a heart for God that are you yearning for that. There's a heart towards Him. You do not know what is happening, but there's something happening in the inside. Your heart is jumping up and down. It is your heart that wants to respond back to Him. Don't let your mind get caught in the moment, in the place, in the middle, taking you away from this. So if that is you, quietly, wherever you are in the moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. That maybe you say that I've never given my life, but this morning, I want to make sure. We're going to give you an opportunity to lift your hand and respond to Him. Maybe you used to serve Him, but this morning, as Pastor was preaching, speaking and preaching, Something happened to your heart because we've been praying for you. This morning before the service, we stood in agreement and we were praying that every single person will respond this morning. So if that is you, quietly, wherever you are, just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, please pray for me. Come on, as hands being on the flank, being lifted, I see on the balcony. Come on, here at the bottom, hands being lifted. Come on, if that is you, come on, don't run anymore. You don't have to run. God is waiting. Come on, let's... You have the thoughts of saying that God can never forgive me, but I want to tell you that He loves you more than you can ever imagine. That is why we have this meeting this morning. That is why we are creating this encounter that you can have with God to come to the saving knowledge. For every church that are watching, come and if that is you, you lift your hand now. Quietly wherever you are, just say, God, that is me. I'm lifting it up with an expectation that I'm coming back. Come on, hands are being lifted all over this balcony. Coming at the bottom, at the back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. His hands being lifted. Come on, if that is you lifted. If you lifted it, you're welcome to put it down. Come on, if you haven't lifted it now, slip it up now. In Jesus' name. Come on, hands being lifted. Come on, family. Every single one of you that are standing in the front of the altar, you matter to God. And if I can share one thing with you, that is exactly the heart of our pastor. That is why he's so passionate when he preaches, when he does everything in excellence, because it's all about you. It's about having that opportunity that you can accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior.
And maybe some of you were thinking, why do we take so long? Because every person matters. If we have to take another five minutes for one person, it's worth it. And that is the heart of this house. We love you. We want to help and care you. And in a moment, we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life forever. But between now and when we go to heaven, there's a journey. And in the journey, we would love to help you, to walk with you, to encourage you and be there for you. So would you please be so kind in the front just to close your eyes. If you can put your hand on your heart and I'm going to lead you in a prayer that I want you to follow. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I thank you for your love and for your grace. Lord, today I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you, you paid the price for me and you stood up at the grave and today you live forevermore. I ask you, Lord, to come and change my life. I accept this new life that you gave me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, amen, family. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.